Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Movies Are Real for October 2019. Definitely not re-recording this episode right here. For the first time, discussing the movies of October 2019. His finally his opinion can be told. Ryan Lance, how are you doing? That's me. These are brand new opinions. No one's ever heard them before, especially <laughs> not people in this room. Uh, Carrie, I'm excited that you also will be able to tell folks for the first time how you feel about the motion pictures of 2019, October. <laughs> I can finally talk about In the Tall Grass for the first time. And this is George Cruz here also relaying his motion picture opinions for the first time in October. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Movies Are Real, where we discuss the movies of the month prior, what we're looking forward to the next month. This is the episode for October. We had to re-record it because I slipped on my dick and deleted it. Uh, Classic George. Um, but yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you follow our movies are real wherever the fuck we may be, you may have seen that we the one thing we were able to salvage from October was our discussion of Parasite, uh, which we'll just drop into there. So I guess it, we'll pl- I'll put a timestamp here to just skip that if you already listened to it uh, or not. It's a good movie. I think we had good discussion about it. Mm-hmm. But yes, we will be speaking about these movies again. Uh, all that great, great content is lost to time. Uh, if, if someone could make like a tribute-esque song about the greatest podcast ever recorded in the world, (laughs) but this is not the actual, right? yes, exactly. We'll get Jack Black on the phone right now. He's not doing anything. No, No, he's got a, oh, actually he's a YouTuber influencer now, so he's probably very busy. Yeah. Like his first gaming video the other day. (laughs) Like G Fuel sponsor him, maybe. Anyways. Oh, man. The the first movie we have to re-talk about again is In the Tall Grass. Joe Hill, right? Yeah. I think I did this last yeah. time. So it's, This is going to be a weird place for the audience who would be like, because yeah, last time we talked about it, and they're like, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Uh, Joe Hill, Stephen King, made a short story once upon a time ago. They decided to make that into a feature-length film with one Patrick Wilson. Uh, and some other people. Who I would describe as a friend of the show, personally. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and yes, yeah, some other folks... Are here for this uh, this movie that maybe should have just been like forty minutes or something. Ooh. I don't. Know. Yeah, if you know, you could like twenty maybe. Maybe twenty four <laughs> after commercial yeah. without commercials. One yeah. segment in an anthology film. Uh, so yes, it what is. What if it was like a written short story? Mm. Actually, maybe that'd be good. Nah, I don't I like. Don't I don't like, like words. <laughs> that sounds stupid, we honestly. See Patrick Wilson. That's true. Um, so yes. This is sort of a, I don't even know, cosmic horror thriller thing about a giant patch of grass that has, like, I don't even know, is, like, connected to some... It's like uh, uh, these people who are on the road hear, like, a little boy in the grass calling out to them, and they go in to try and help them, but then as they're navigating the grass, it turns into this, like, labyrinthian limbo where they cannot escape, and then... They get lost and time is all fucked up. Yeah, and they seemingly teleport different places, yes. and there's just everything is wrong. Yes, uh, there is a giant rock in the middle, 
Patrick Wilson, a big fan of this big rock. Fan. He really likes that rock. He, if you touched it, he would be really. About He'd be that. really, really, really like that. He touched the rock. PSA to all my followers: touch the rock. Please what? touch the rock. What if we kissed? Would recommend. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Unless. Unless. Uh, there's also a was it a brother and sister or is it? That's right. Yeah, brother it and was, sister. It was a brother well, and sister who were like. She was pregnant or is pregnant? Yeah, she's pregnant, very pregnant, about to give birth, and they're on the run from her ex-boyfriend, I think. I think, they're, I think they're moving. They're just moving, And but... he, like, couldn't, like, her being pregnant, like, just panicked him, so he didn't right, go with her. Right, that's right. But what was weird is the chemistry between the brother and yeah. sister is never explained as a sibling relationship. Yeah, so... when they first appear, we're like, oh, these two are together, and then they, and the way that they behave kind of seems like that. And then they're like, oh, we're brother and sister. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we were wrong. And then it's like, nope, we weren't wrong. No. It's, <laughs> they lean into it. It's <laughs> very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very strange. Um, but yeah, this movie, I think it's really nothing. It yeah. kind of just exists. Um, it has a few scenes of Patrick Wilson <laughs> that someone would put up on YouTube. I think is definitely worth watching. Uh, it is him at his finest, honestly. Very much trying the most out of anyone here. Mm-hmm. Um, has Patrick Wilson ever been in a movie with Nicolas Cage? Because that would be <laughs> I don't think crazy. So. That would be weird. I feel like there's a that would be a problem where like so like a lot of action movie stars like The Rock and the um. Oh my Kevin god. Hart. No, not Kevin Hart. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Like they're on their contracts. Like it's like wrestling where it's like you can make him look not strong. You can oh. only punch him so many times. So I feel like if you put both of them in a movie, it's like you can only overact this much. You can't yeah, like you, 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 you have each everyone has to crush at least six skulls with yeah. their bare hands. Oh my god, that's true. Because yes. like in Mandy, Nicholas Cage does that. Oh my god. I, that's why I was thinking of Dude. it. Yeah, you guys had Patrick there's... Wilson, we know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> So he's listening right now. He's sitting on top movie of that is show. A two hour runtime, and only one of you can have an existential breakdown in, in each hour. So choose where you want it. Um, but yeah, in the tall grass, it's a Netflix movie. I, I even one know of our feedbacks about the film was a little too much grass. Yeah, there's probably a little bit much. See what's up with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's in the tall grass. Uh, who knows if we talked about it more now than we did then? I don't know. Who? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Cage definitely didn't come up last time. No. So this no. podcast is already better. It is. <laughs> uh, boy, I tell you what, I don't remember what the death of Dick Long. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I don't remember what. This is the next movie on our list here. Carrie, I remember you. Uh, yes. being the person who saw this. What is this motion picture? Because I uh, forgot. I'm not sure if this was the... Swiss Army Man yeah, folks, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm yes. not sure well, if this one was of the, the... It's half of Daniels. And uh, I'm not sure if this was like the official release date this past October, but it was when it showed up on sure. uh, digital to rent. So I rented it right away because I was looking out for it because I was excited because it's directed by one half of Daniels who brought us Swiss Army Man, which is... One of my favorite movies of all time. If you follow me on Instagram, it was dubbed my favorite film of the decade. And, uh, but yeah, this one is about these, this group of friends who get together to party and then they get a little too fucked up and then it cuts to them dropping their friend Dick off at the hospital and they take his wallet to maintain, uh, like an anonymity for him. And their their plan is like, leave him at the hospital, he'll get better, and we'll pick him up tomorrow. And then, unbeknownst to them, Dick 
dies. And so then the rest of the film is them trying to not seem suspicious of, because he's being treated as a John Doe murder victim at the hospital. So it's basically a series of bad decisions of these dudes trying to avoid being uh, persecuted for murdering their friend. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. And it's very weird, as you would expect from the guy who made Swiss Army Man. And uh, I've seen it described as uh, dipshit Fargo. So if you're a fan of something like that. And I have to shout out the legendary needle drops in this film because it's a butt rock masterpiece. There's a, a hinder needle drop. One of the guys Oof. has a... <laughs> uh, you remember the... I really miss your yeah, hair yeah. in my face yeah. and the way your innocence tastes. That one. And then one mm. of the characters' ringtones is the wah song. Mm. And there's two Nickelback songs. One of them is the end credits song. And it's the, the This Is How You Remind Me song. So... I just got a good laugh every time one of those songs started playing. It's just one of those movies that has a very specific perspective that it's playing from. And I really enjoy that perspective. I describe it as one of the... I like this subset of films that I describe as co-worker movies. Where it's like all the characters seem like people who have been your co-worker at some point. Mm. If you can understand that. It's just like... Mm -hmm kind of white trash weird weirdos yeah. and, I, think and I, I really like that yeah i think i asked you last time that like if this has that sort of same uh energy mm-hmm. that a swiss army it doesn't man does. it doesn't really have because swiss army man kind of has like a fantasy yeah. aspect Very to surreal. it real yeah and it, yeah. this doesn't really have that it's more much more straightforward but it's still just as kooky just well, as wacky we'll say will. Well, we're on the subject of the Swiss Army Man. I really hate how a bunch of like fucking t- brands uh, and commercials use that song. Yeah. Like the montage song? Yeah. yeah. It's very much <laughs> I a mo- saw it in an eBay commercial yeah. and I tweeted about it and I was like, wow, I would love to be. That was the song for that- the stadium. There, there's reveal. gotta be like some like big advertising company that like works for a bunch of businesses <laughs> and like the head loves Swiss That's, Army uh, Man. That, that, so it's me. So they're just like, we gotta put the song there. Innovation. <laughs> Commerce. Yeah. That was the That's song for the song. Google Stadia reveal. Oh, Jesus video. It was like it's, video games. People used to play games. It's, but such a, it's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It's a great I soundtrack. listen to it all the time at work. And one time this old dude was like, oh, this song is really nice. What is this? And I was like, Oh, it's from a movie. But the thing is, again, and the thing was, it's weird that scene commercial because it is so connected to the scenes and what the goings on yeah, of that and, and the emotional spe- spikes of that movie. It's specifically, the lyrics are specifically talking about what these characters are doing. It's like, we started a fire. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm enjoying your company. Uh, and they talk about all the stuff they killed. And it's like, does this really go with your, does this really work? eBay? Does this really work? Google Stadia? <laughs> I can't wait to play. Well, they ran out of, you know, uh, Imagine Dragons. Songs. They did oh run out God, of Yeah, Imagine so... Dragons, okay. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from them in a it's while. true. Last time I heard them was during the Nintendo Switch reveal, for, or that commercial song. Oh, yeah. For that, um... Like the launch Anyways, weekend. Judy. <laughs> uh, yes, Judy. So this is Renee Zellweger video. It is a uh, video movie yeah. <laughs> uh, about a biopic on the life of Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I had no idea about this. And then you showed us the trailer and it looks pretty, yes. pretty something. Yeah, this movie was pretty good. I saw it with my mom and my sister. It's a very mom and sister film. 
and it was it's really driven by Renee Zellweger's performance because it's one of those extremely captivating and impressive performances where they really capture the essence of the person and uh, not that I'm any sort of Judy Garland expert like I love sure. uh, I love Wizard of Oz but uh I didn't really know much of her career outside of that besides her being in A Star is Born but uh but yeah this was an interesting watch it goes back and forth between two periods in her life the one is when she was younger and making Wizard of Oz and the mistreatment that she uh suffered on that set and then cut to near the end of her life when she is uh, touring in the UK. Well, not really touring, but she has like a gig in the UK where she does shows every night. And uh, she has some residual effects from the abuse uh, that she suffered on the set of Wizard of Oz have carried into her adulthood and have informed some of her bad habits and it's it's another musician biopic like right it's yeah. hard to it's get away much, from it's that in blueprint. the standard yeah yeah so like it's it's most of the same beats right how does it rank with the you know the bohemian rhapsody better than bohemian Ra- better than bohemian rhapsody i don't like it as much as rocket man rocket man was more fantastic yeah rocket man was a lot more surreal and uh more like a musical ass sure. musical i'm I am shocked nobody has made well because eight two four when they were starting they one of their big things was the Amy which was just the di- documentary really mm-hmm. I'm surprised no one's done the Amy doc biopic yeah I, I guess there's know. not I don't know if there's an actress who looks like uh like yeah I don't know but uh God I feel like there has to be right like it makes too much sense for that to already be a movie that exists but the thing that's interesting about this I think we talked about it last and I'm gonna keep saying this this whole podcast was that. I don't, I can't think of like big Renee Zellweger right. vehicles. Yeah, and this certainly seems. And I guess like a biopic really is sort of a way to for an actor to really flex. Flex, yeah. <laughs> um, which sometimes can feel like I think like some they could sometimes they can come off if you don't balance it correctly. It can feel like a vanity project. Yeah, as well as like something that's like sort of piggybacking off the legacy of someone mm-hmm. who, you know. Yeah, it may have passed or right, right, maybe right. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But this, yeah, this looked really interesting. Yeah. And there's parts of it that are extremely corny, but I really enjoyed them because I really enjoy corny. So, and it's also one of the one of these modern day movies that is casting Finn Whitrock from American Horror Story and trying to trick me into thinking he's not a scumbag. And then it's like, wait, this guy was a scumbag? Finn Whitrock? No way. So that's always pretty funny. Mm. So, so far... We have talked about Judy, The Death of Dick Long, and In the Tall Grass, uh, a movie that I'm sure we are all fucking stoked to talk about again, oh, no. <laughs> Sony no, no, Pictures, no. Zombieland, Double, Double Tap. This is like the one that like I was regretting the most to talk about again, it's so <laughs> it's so nothing and also yeah. a little infuriating with like a few moments of like, all right, that's, that's, that's pretty that's all right. right. You know, pretty, I like that uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I was going to say, that. those jokes that Woody Harrelson tells are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, uh. So yeah, 10 years later, mm-hmm. um, they're living in the White House um, and then, oh God, this is so difficult. <laughs> Uh, so the, the conflicts of it is, um, Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone, you know, he wants to marry her, but she's all like, nah, that's not, that's not, I'm not going to commit to you, even Even though though we dated you for 10 years. (laughs) 
And um, the, the more understandable one is um, Abigail Breslin and Woody Harrelson. He views her as like a daughter. And, and she he's a feels little overbearing. Overbearing. She feels like kind of stuck. In, yeah. And in, 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 like everyone around her just treats her like a child. So the girls like leave because they're fed up with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's ends up being a venture because... Emma Stone comes back because Abigail Breslin leaves with Berkeley. One of the better jokes. <laughs> the uh, best scene of the movie when Woody Harrelson finds out that Little Rock is dating a musician. Berkeley! <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, that was the first point in the movie where Ryan and I laughed. <laughs> yeah, like 30 minutes in. Huh, that's great. Um, the, the, the other notable thing is the new character, Madison. Uh, the most oh, insufferable mm-hmm. character ever. But it sucks because it feels like she's supposed to be that way. Yeah, that's what I was saying when we recorded last time. Because since this comes from the Deadpool people and the Venom people, I don't know what their intentions with that character are. Because I feel like they wrote her like that to be like, haha, see, stupid, dumb girl. And I don't want to be like, wow, what a what stupid, a dumb, dumb character. girl. Because it's like, if that's what you want, I don't want to give that. You wrote her in a you. corner. Yeah, you didn't give her anything to do. Like, her performance was great. Like, she committed to it. But the stuff she did was not funny at all, right. in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's hard. Cause hard to it, hate on it. Yeah, because I don't want to be like, wow, what a dumb woman. Because that's what they're that's doing. What they wrote. <laughs> that's what they did, yeah. But she does make the fucking binoculars joke, which I hate. Yeah, it's never Why funny. It's so small. Oh. It's small. It's big. It's small. It's big. And there's she does got, that for like two there's minutes. There's got to be a letterbox list of p- movies that have made that. I'll joke. make it. So Thank far, you. we've got <laughs> Zombieland, Zombieland and that monkey movie with the dumb monkey who doesn't know. Curious <laughs> George. No, no. Well, I mean that probably happens in that movie. The, probably, but that's the a latest monkey. Planet of the Apes movie where the oh the, war for planet of the yeah Seven where the com the, yeah, the comedy release war of the planet picks of the apes. up the binoculars i don't remember he's like war of the planet of the apes. i remember being very disappointed Woody Harrison i remember also on that one yeah that's true oh, yeah, he, i remember oh, yeah. being bored he's like the nazi monkey nazi monkey guy he's like i hate monkeys i'm I turning hate- into a monkey <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah oh yeah you don't like the planet of the apes no right? they're stupid it's <laughs> a good movie. Don't the best part, the best good. part of seeing that move, that that latest monkey movie was that was the first time I got to see the trailer for Shape of Water. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of Woody Harrelson and Woody Harrelson s characters, um, probably my least favorite sequence in Zombie oh. Devil Tap I was, was like, where are you going when when they meet up with the. Woody Harrelson s character oh, and then the Iceberg s character played by Luke Wilson yeah. and. Tom Middleditch. Yeah, this first off, mo- Tom this, Middleditch can pass as Jesse. Yeah, Eisenberg. this movie boldly alleges that Luke Wilson is similar to Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Excuse me, no. <laughs> I I remember on the last podcast. I don't think I can capture the energy, but <laughs> my my genuinely least favorite moment of Double Tap was when Jesse Eisenberg and Tom Middleditch had the longest discussion of comparing their oh, rule mm-hmm. books because Jesse Eisenberg has the the rules for survival and Tom Millich has the commandments for surviving the zombie apocalypse. And they all have the exact same rules, but worded differently. And in a different order. And in a different order. Tom Middleditch has like the team first and Jesse Eisenberg is like, Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 I put that as number 18. Well, my number 18, I had, uh, croissants? Is it? Like, wow, really? That's a good one. I love croissants. I love croissants. Okay, add to my list. And it went on forever. <laughs> and it was so obnoxious. Lots of bits that overstayed their welcome yeah. in this film. 
Mm. And a lot of, like, recurring, like, throwback jokes, but, like, worse. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, um, I can't even think of a single one, <laughs> but there's so but... many. <laughs> well, the great news is that, like you forgetting Zombie Lane Double Tap, time will forget. We won't even remember this, like, in a month and a half when we recorded the... I forgot about it in the time that we released the podcast. <laughs> George is like, we gotta re-record. Uh-oh! Uh-oh, I gotta remember Zombie Lane Tap. No! <laughs> fucking SpongeBob file fucking people in your brain. like, oh, we don't need that shit anymore. Just put that in the we threw out Zombie Land Double Tap! Uh, no uh, a movie that you y'all are much more enthusiastic about uh, than I'm not someone on the couch is a big hater big dub I'm not about. even that big of a hater of it sure <laughs> uh, Robert Eggers is back uh, he decided to put fucking William Defoe and Robert Pattinson stuck in a lighthouse and see what happens I mean, what, get, get what? It? yeah it does <laughs> And it's awesome. <laughs> what happens when people stop being nice and start getting real? Oh. The Lighthouse 2019. Oh my god, I would love there was like one scene of like Robert Pattinson like to the camera. It's like, I think Will Defoe is getting a little crazy. <laughs> because it was like a shitty uh, Real Housewives-esque <gasps> thing. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, he thinks, he thinks that he doesn't like my lobster. <laughs> That's not right. And then Willem Dafoe's like, he is a bitch. A B-I-T-C-H. Uh, just because I'm like, wow. Wow. And that's it. That's the whole interview. He just wrote a fucking SNL skit. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, SNL, hire me. Please. I will not move up there, though. That's it. Yeah, no. We'll be uh, a remote SNL yeah, correspondent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I yes. fucking love this movie. This it's is my favorite movie of the year film. so far. Oh, nice. Yeah, you so know. I guess if you don't know somehow, uh, this I guess I just set it up. Uh, Robert Paddington and William Defoe. I guess, what is their official, their lighthouse keepers? They're, yeah, they're, they're wikis. Wikis, wikis the yeah. They, they, they like rotate with other pairs right, of right, people right. and they show up to man this lighthouse. But and, Willem Dafoe is like the owner of this, essentially. Well, well I think he's like the higher rank. Yeah. Person? But like this is his lighthouse though. He's been oh, to this have, lighthouse a few no. times. Oh, he has a special affinity. Yeah, for this and Robert lighthouse. Pattinson's definitely first day on the job, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's pretty much going through a hazing ritual. Uh, What's a lump of bad doing? Uh, <laughs> As a wiki. Yes, uh, Robert Pattinson's a dark past as a lumberjack man. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess what you is could it tell a... me that that's like his actual, be- like the actor Robert Pattinson's actual <laughs> he's story. Actor, <laughs> I would have one hundred percent. Uh, he killed someone and he decided to take up acting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Sure. I, I'd forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> so a big thing about this movie is that it is fucking bananas bonkers. Yes. Yeah. Um, it is very much not Robert Eggers' last film, The Witch. It's not The Witch. Um, Some would say it's not afraid to go there. Unlike The Witch, which, uh, I mean, was actually, also not, not afraid, afraid to, to go, go there. there. Um, but in two different ways. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I think I think like we talked about it last time that the witch very much is building to a thing oh, mm-hmm. where the lighthouse is just bananas bonkers the yeah, whole time. It's it, not really. It's there is a story, there's a through it, line, but it's not yeah. about the destination. They, they, they both build to things, but the witch feels a lot more like a mounting journey where the intensity keeps upping and upping yeah. more and getting more dire and then a thing happens and then in the lighthouse it's just like 
a thing happens, and then they're stuck in crazy out of time limbo, and yes. they're just going crazy. Like they're trapped on this island, and their relief is not showing up, and it's clear that they're just trapped in some sort of out of time. Just they're fucked. They're stuck in the lighthouse. Yes, uh... and it does build to something, but. It feels a lot more concerned with just showing the gradual decay of these yes. men's brains. It is a movie. It is a collection of moments and scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Much like any other film. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I guess for me, the thing was is like I thought those moments and scenes were a little much. Uh, Excuse me. I'm I, thought, sorry. I thought they weren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just I just couldn't buy into it. It's also we mentioned that it's not as horny as I thought it would be. That's no. true. People set it up like it was gonna be wild. Like I was expecting to see some penis, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I saw zero penis. Although to be fair about Willem Dafoe, appar- allegedly his oh, penis, yeah, according is to too- me, <laughs> allegedly for, he's got a huge dick that they had to like cut out of Antichrist apparently because yeah, like, people were like no, well, people will think his <laughs> that we like enhanced it. So let's make it. Smaller, oh, I so heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about this. And like, I was hoping I'd see the full thing here. And I mean, I he, did not. I d- he definitely fucks a nymphomaniac, but I don't think. I mean, he's like the whole dick. plot of want to watch nymphomaniacs. Man, that's <laughs> not you know. If anyone has big dick energy, it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. There's a lot of metaphorical penis. A lot of there metaphorical is. ejaculation from the that's penis. That's true. Oh yeah, there- we were comparing. Yes, <laughs> we talked right. about which was the better Robert Pattinson cum movie of this year. <laughs> I would this put, or highlight. I would say this, me personally. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is my dilemma because the lighthouse obviously wins as the better movie, but That's as true. far as the calm aspect, yeah. I think High Life edges it out. <laughs> I, okay, we're talking about the the cum itself. <laughs> High Life definitely wins, but I think... High Life delivers in that you see the cum. I see the cum in Juliette Binoche's hand as she's scuttling down the hallway trying not to spill it. But in the lighthouse, you see him very angrily and aggressively jacking off twice. That's true. Uh, Let's talk about that mermaid's vagina. It's really big, right? Like, right? Yeah. Like, it's huge. And, like, people hyped it. Like, I remember and I read an interview with Robert Pattinson where he hyped it up being a big vagina. And I was like, all right. Okay, sure. All right. Then I saw, like, whoa. That's even bigger than I expected. I can't believe that. George, why do you hate this movie? Listen. This movie's amazing. It's not that horny. I will say that. That's pretty disappointing. I don't know. I, I, I was pretty it's... horny the whole time. <laughs> Um, Remember they almost kissed? There was that. I loved that. That was pretty good. <laughs> and then they were like, "What? Well, no!" And they just immediately start boxing. <laughs> it's not gay if we attack each other, right? <laughs> all the sea shanties, all the the amazing imagery, all of the sounds. This movie is just great. I love this movie. It is so very much unapologetically knows what it is. And yes. yes. Uh, through its style, through its moments, through its main actors, just <laughs> fucking giving it all and having a good time. Uh, Willem Dafoe never blinking. Oh yeah. my god! It very much feels like I, I don't. I, I saw that the script of this movie was released, and I wanted to yeah. read it and just read through uh, Willem Dafoe's monologues. Although Robert Pattinson does have a few great monologues as well, but Willem Dafoe's like 
like prayers and like curses yeah. from like <laughs> Neptunic gods is like incredible. I just want to read it so I can like yeah, bring I, that to my acting I, classes I, as my monologue of oh. the week. <laughs> what? <you're>, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what acting classes are. I think like. he also made this joke last time. I did. I was, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. I love this remastered podcast. Um, <laughs> now in HD. <laughs> Someone's going to write in who somehow got the actual lost episode and be like, you fucking changed this goddamn. <laughs> Give me the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut podcast. of the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's The Lighthouse. Uh, I'm glad y'all liked it. Um, I, like I said, I think, I, I think the hot take, just for it to be this on the is record. The patty- this is the Paddington 2 of 2019. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> uh, I think no, I think he's talking to me specifically. It's a sense that, it's oh, a sense that George oh, hates that we're in this love thing. With yes. it. <laughs> that George hates an objectively perfect film. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to make that comparison, Paddington 2 is way better than The Lighthouse. Oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the hot take I said last time is that, uh, and I only put it out there for like, because I'm not disappointed with this movie. I had I went in with a very clear head. I wasn't trying to have myself up. I was like, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but I think when you put when you tell me the ne- the guy who made The Witch has a new movie with Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe where they're stuck in a lighthouse and go mad with fucking the, by the fucking sea disease, uh, this movie is unbelievably disappointing for me personally. But <laughs> it's like it's you fine. say that and like my brain cannot comprehend what what you expect from this movie anyways <laughs> every single way the lighthouse 2019 uh so the one thing that got saved from the podcast was uh the little breakout session we did for our discussion on parasite uh which was a fantastic film and since that is the one thing that we saved and we don't have to have that discussion again we're gonna i'm just gonna drop that in right about here this next movie is parasite uh so this is a south korean i guess dark comedy movie um and i don't want to give out too much because the trailers are very very smartly deceptive of what this movie is it it is not it is not outright lying to you if you know you if you rewatch the trailers and know okay i know how they're playing with this Uh um but i think it can say enough that it is a movie about class uh, specifically South Korean, as I don't, it's different, each, you know, mm-hmm. is different, like, right. yeah. And so I told myself I was going to do more research about, like, what actually the class divide in South Korea and what that gap looks like, but I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but this follows a family who are lower class, uh, and they're, you know, trying to make ends meet. Uh, and I think, okay, t- stop me if there's nothing that the trailer doesn't reveal, but at a certain point, one of the sons of the family, his friend, is a translator, or not translator, he's a tutor for a rich family. Um, he's going to go study abroad, and he's going to give his friend a sort of a W here and be like, hey, uh, while I'm gone, one, you can help out, and then you can get some money in and whatever. Two, I have a huge crush on this girl I'm teaching. I trust you not to hit on her. Right. Uh, because those other kids, they're going to, yeah. Those frat guys. Those frat guys yeah. are going to, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he gets in there. And the big thing, and again, the, this about this family is that they're not the brightest, or at least the wife is not very. Oh, the rich family. Yes, the they're, rich family. They're, they're oh, just, yeah. They're very trusting. Yes. Yeah. That, that's their thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think it's, and I think that's one of the big things about the movie about class is that at a certain point, like, when you have so much money and, like, money isn't a worry, it just kind of, like, 
it's just kind of whatever. Right. It just kind of yeah. doesn't matter. Like big decisions that like that cost money mm-hmm. are frivolous, and it doesn't. It's not a big conversation. You just have to like get the person comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's really what the whole movie. It's a, it's a, I, again, this is very much a movie about scamming a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, until it makes a turn in yeah. the middle. It's like the first like half of this movie i would say it feels kind of like a farce yes it's just like mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of lighthearted and goofy yes and yes. then it takes a hard turn and it it's a it, hard turn but the but the, the the story the theme of class is never gone no no, no, no it's no. at its heart and i think it does it very it is it, it like galvanizes its message and it's like Hey, and you're like, yeah. oh damn, okay. Yeah, and it's a freaking bummer. Um, yeah, this movie is fan fucking tastic. So yeah, good. It is great. It is <laughs> my my letterboxd review of this movie was just holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my friend commented and said, "Pull quote." <laughs> <laughs> like, movies are real. Said, holy shit. It is, like the thing is, like it is en- it is engaging and fun. For that first half, but then when the switch happens, you're already invested with these characters, mm-hmm. and it just it's just so goddamn intense, like mm-hmm. minute by minute of what's happening. Yeah, um, yeah it is. It's fantastic. It is pretty it, freaking it fantastic. It has like it's. I, I feel like the first half is like the dark comedy, and then yes. like, the second mm-hmm. half it's like this like thriller almost heist like vibe to it. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and it's so. And then the last bit is, you know, bananas, obviously. Yes. Um, and like the, both this and the lighthouse, I just felt completely like speechless afterwards, just because mm-hmm. they were yeah. both fantastic, but for two very different reasons, right. obviously. Sure. I feel like Parasite is the more like objectively like fantastic, like well made, yes. oh yeah, uh, smart and like it looks gorgeous. Also, yeah. like the cinematography in that movie is fantastic. And I mean, it's also like just so entertaining mm-hmm. and accessible too because it's like yeah, you're watching it totally and you it, it doesn't feel like it's i don't know it just feels like you're in it and you yeah are invested the whole time i agree like especially for like the themes and like big ideas of the movie the way it introduces the way it tells the story like it is very uh accessible mm-hmm. i totally agree with that um but yeah it is just stunning to look at it is it won the uh, the Palm Door. Palm Door. It's also the second highest rated movie on Letterbox right now. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's like is it behind Get Out? It's behind uh, Godfather. Oh, yeah. oh wow! <laughs> I expected different from Letterbox. Well, yes, sure. yeah, it's, it's it's above uh, Godfather Part Two. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Letterbox. Maybe is I'm like, thinking of popularity. I think yeah, Get I think Out I'm, is the top on popularity. Probably, but um, Parasite is like the top, like highest rated. I think it's like a four point nice. five, which is like crazy. Na, 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 nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess full disclosure: Ryan and I were provided with passes we for were. our local Alamo Draft House. Very thankful. Uh, yeah. I would have uh, paid. I would. I would have definitely paid money for this. It was. Yeah, great. it's very I, good. And I definitely want to pick this up on like Blu-ray. Wow, Parasite. What a great motion picture. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um, no more of that. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, again, I guess, this, uh, again, disclosure, Ryan and I got tickets for that for Alamo. It was a good movie. Liked it a lot. Very great. I was thinking about watching it again. I uh, want to see it again, too. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, 
I mean, we'll talk about this maybe at the end of the year, but like maybe discuss Definitely it. Definitely, we will talk about that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. specifically, we never talked about I guess the ending because I felt a little bit like I wasn't sure if what happened actually happened or was that a oh the epilogue yes part? yeah I think that was just a like a I think daydream that, okay because yeah, then I like, saw that tweet that someone was like laughing at the end uh, of that it was like oh, I've never heard someone like, I want to beat the shit out of this person. <laughs> Uh, that's wild yeah and i was like jesus yeah, I, I, as someone who often laughs at inopportune times in films and gets chastised for it that's not the time to laugh <laughs> <laughs> uh, parasite uh another motion picture that we were very very big on i guess alba was big on it but I, I, we like it i guess now that i think about it but we're not over the moon it's jojo rabbit um so yeah, this one, it's got a weird release. I still know people who it hasn't stopped by their place. Yeah, it took forever yeah. to release here. Which is weird. It's I, I, We said this last time, but like it's weird that we saw the lighthouse here first before yeah, Jojo Rabbit. It's, it's very strange. I mean, I guess maybe a horror about lighthouse people is a little easier to sell than a comedy about Hitler. That's true. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and also, I guess, and also, I guess it's it was technically a Fox. It was on Fox's release in in their now Disney property, so mm. or a fine Disney family property. Sure. So I don't know if that has anything to do. It's just speculation, really. But uh, yes, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi's dark comedy about a young boy who is a Hitler youth and has an imaginary friend who is Hitler, uh, and takes place during the sort of fall of Nazis' power as the war is winding as the down. War is winding down. Uh, and his mother is taking care of a young Jewish girl, and he's very much drunk on that Kool-Aid, um, <laughs> and it's sort of like, you know, breaking down his fucking brainwashed mind and right. that whole thing. Um, yeah, I think this movie does what it sets out to do very well, and I think even just saying that with the subject matter... Uh, and the tone of the movie you're going for for this movie, I think it's pretty fucking impressive that it never really slips up. I think I said that last right. time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's 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 really funny. Uh, it's sincere. It's I think Scarlett Johansson does a fantastic job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's my favorite part of it. Oh, other than like Stephen Merchant's fucking smile. I was going to bring that up. Because I was like, I remember talking about that last time. We will not let that leave. How this movie is one of the perfect examples that capitalizes on how fucking unsettling Stephen Merchant's face can be. Yeah. I love him. He's so fucking funny. But yeah, it, it's very good. Uh, Carrie, what, what are your thoughts on Jojo uh, Rabbit? I really like Jojo Rabbit, but as if I'm comparing it to other Taika Waititi films, it doesn't have as much of an emotional impact or resonance that a lot of his other films have had for me. Right. And uh, there is the one sequence that uh, I won't spoil, but if people have seen it, the like butterfly sequence where it is a massive gut punch, that was very effective. But otherwise, it didn't... I don't know. It's I, I want to watch it again, but I feel like overall I did really like it. I don't want to make it seem like I didn't, but I expected to love it, and I don't know that I loved he, he, it. He has a high standard, especially amongst um, this podcast. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't, it was, it was a good movie. It didn't reach that for you. Personally. Right. Yeah. That didn't reach the like high highs of, you no. know, um, of Eagle a, versus shark is my favorite. That is your favorite. And also, uh, hunt for the world of people is great. Oh, 
so uh, good. My first favorite of his is still What We Do in the Shadows. That's a great, great film. Great, great film. Um, <laughs> but for me, I, I felt like Jojo Rabbit hit a lot of the highs of his best stuff, personally. Uh, th- there really wasn't a moment in it that I wasn't, I didn't have like that, that warmth and also mm-hmm. like, kind of like, ugh, I hate the so- society. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, if anything, this is the better society film than fucking Joker, in my opinion. Although I don't care. Best (laughs) society movies of 2019. Uh, Uh, Parasite. Yes. And Joker. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe can we put something else in there? I don't know. What about Greta? Because Greta, a better wheel in the society movie than Joker. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I guess I'm glad it it really resonated with you, Ryan. We talked about how, unfortunately, the weak link in this film does turn out to be Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah, but, we did talk like, about that. Because I want to give her a chance, because I feel like she has the potential to be great, but she's just at 11 all the time. And <sighs> Yeah, and she's very much, yeah, at 11 here. She's I mean, just playing a cartoon character. I don't know, I, yeah. I, I, when I saw this, I felt like that's very much what... Taika what he he wanted. Was doing. That's fair. Yeah, we just he talked wanted, about that with Zombie Land. Uh, one character to like this needs to you need to be this in yeah. order for my vision of you know definitely real but like exaggerated. Right, because we need reality. to show how ridiculous the Nazis yeah. are, and you're gonna have to be that, yeah. especially in the way that they treated the. Because Sam Nazi Rockwell's characters, route. he's still a Nazi, but he's got shades, I guess at least. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, I feel I, like his point was like towards the end, he was like. Yeah, you know what? I definitely was on the losing side of this. So, you know, this, fuck this. This is just, uh, just Sam Rockwell playing an irredeemable racist who gets redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> again. The irredeemable racist with a heart of gold, actually. <laughs> um, but, but even what, then... But even is, then is, is the racist really redeemed if they do one good no, thing? No, I'm yeah. joking. I'm saying uh, they're yeah, not. That's no, a joke. <laughs> I, no, I mean that in the way that like people... Yes, in general, be... in general, view films, like if, if a bad character does one does a good thing... thing People are like, he's back. He's there will be a, there will yeah. be a lot of people who walked out like, oh man, you know what? He wasn't that yeah. bad. You know, for a Nazi, he's <laughs> you not could that still, bad. You can still recognize that he did a good thing, but still that he is a shit person. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm saying that like for a lot of like film people, they sure you know mm-hmm. they see the one good thing, like, oh wow. Great. <laughs> or they see the him do a one good thing and then they condemn the whole movie being like, wow, you tried to fully redeem that guy. And it's like, I mean, no. No. <laughs> That's what I think a lot of people, the other movie I'm referencing is Three Billboards. I think that was the problem a lot of people yeah. had with that movie because he was an extremely homophobic, racist, terrible cop who had a, a redeeming... So, so a cop? A cop. <laughs> <laughs> he had a redeeming act at the end of the movie that helped the main character a lot and it was like wow he did a good thing he's sort of turning his path around he's still a shithead mm-hmm. but it's like that's how i felt about the end of three billboards until you see that it's and, good and scarlett johansson i think here does a very she's very energetic she's very warm mm-hmm. uh i i mentioned that like that scene when uh you know jojo realizes that you know she is protecting this girl um and she's like ah oh, i want to wish my dad was here and she does the thing where oh oh you want your dad you want your dad she plays that her father really that moment's scene. phenomenal i love that moment so it, much it sucks when whenever scarlett johansson is in like you know an indie thing you, you really like see what she's capable of like with this um under the skin 
Um, Under the Skin. I need to rewatch that Under movie. Skin, I still need that to is watch a it. haunting motion picture. Yes. I tell you what. Um, Lost in Translation, one of my favorites ever. Um, and, again, then, and then, like, she's in, you know, an Avengers movie or a Ghost in the Shell, and she just plays this, like, but it's a, blank action. But it's a thing we, we've slate. talked a lot about here on this podcast about you're writing characters into mm-hmm. a, Scar- again, and it's clear that the mo- the machine of, of Hollywood mm-hmm. very much has a spot for Scarlett Johansson. It's like this is a Scarlett Johansson type character. She's mm-hmm. going to be distant, cold, but like badass still. Um, that's the type of character she gets mm-hmm. written into, and like where she like plays this like very very warm mother. It's it's she does such a great job in this. I mean, I, I've heard good things about Marriage Story. Uh, as oh, well. yeah, yes. I'm excited. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, a good motion picture. Yes. Uh, I don't think, I, I know for some folks this movie, they did love it, but it's just, it's very good, but, you know. Needs a rewatch. We'll see. Uh, that is October. Finally. Hopefully, <laughs> definitively. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, with because of that, and because we're recording this a little bit in the tooth in November. Uh, we've seen some of this stuff, but we'll talk about it uh, next, next time around. Episode. Uh, have you heard of the streaming future? No. What if you... Peacock from NBC. Exactly. What if mm-hmm. I, you paid me $10 a month and I gave you all, The Office, but I also give you a 30 Rock movie? I don't know about that. I don't know what NBC <laughs> would make. I didn't like Third Rock when that was on the air, and I don't want that. Oh, it's too much Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. No. To be fair, with Alec Baldwin and Third Rock, he was just playing Alec Baldwin. He was. I don't like Alec Baldwin. I know, but like that was like the one time I could like deal with him, mm. and then every time he showed up in anything else, I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, this is like a random tangent, but I remember before me and Ryan went to see uh, Zombieland, we were talking about the Joker. <laughs> and he was like, Carrie, do you know who was supposed to play uh, Thomas Wayne? And I was like, what? I have no idea. And he was like, it's someone terrible. And I just sat for a few beats and I was like, Alec Baldwin? And he was like, you fucking nailed it. That was very much Alec Baldwin's stunt dr- double that got yeah, that movie. Yeah, it looked like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, but it's he just got like, cast and dropped out like two days later out of like... And thank... God. <laughs> but he dropped out because of like scheduling conflicts and it's like what are you doing like Boss oh you gotta baby. be on snl again this week fuck off yeah fuck come on <laughs> uh but that being said streaming future disney plus we are living in the disney plus world late disney in the plus tramp out now. and noel uh late in the tramp with tessa thompson i don't know who plays the tramp in that movie uh, uh probably some uh, handsome guy some cool guy let me some look. Cool i'll look it up real quick. Doesn't you guys like talk about we talked about how we didn't really remember. Much I don't remember anything about Lady Tramp. I said that I remember. I have heard that because we were had discussion like, was this the one with the racist cats or not? Oh yeah, and, and I we were remember. like, oh, it's Aristocats. But I I've heard that both movies have racist cats. Have racist cats. <laughs> so oh, I looked at the original. I'm a dipshit. Okay, hold on. <laughs> um, but I did hear that they cut out the racist cat sequence oh, from the uh, new movie. Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. He's like a typical, like, handsome white I haven't seen any guy, reviews for this, so I don't know what the folks I've heard it's mediocre. Uh, yeah. Wow, who could have yeah, guessed? I know. <laughs> um, who would have guessed a live-action Disney remake was mediocre? Aladdin! Still okay. That's what I'll say. I haven't seen it yet. Noel, Anna Kendrick, and Bill Hader, Woo! which I didn't know what this movie was last time we talked about it, and then I, you told me who was in it, and I was like, that, that's okay! 
Hey. And then you were also like, but I don't know if I want an Anna Kendrick weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. A simple favor also, was all Karen, right. You know what? I forgot to mention last time we're talking about this movie. Uh, you know who is a supporting who has a supporting role in this movie? It's someone you and I both really love. John Goodman. No. Oh. Think about someone you and I mutually both love. Robert Pattinson. No, I would. <laughs> Billy Eichner. Oh, yeah. Oh. Does he play like an overgrown elf? I probably. I don't know. I think he plays a yoga instructor. Actually, he would be the least calming. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but... downward dog. Downward dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, Billy Eichner, one of my favorite comedians oh, ever, um, is in this movie as well. It's it's Noel, from my understanding, is. Uh, Bill Hader is Nick, the son of Santa, and it's his first year to be Santa Claus because Santa is retiring, and he bails. And now it's up to Anna Kendricks, and she doesn't know what's going on because she's uh, 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 Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, yeah. This sounds stupid. Sounds a little wacky. <laughs> I, I think I'm at the point now where my dumb Neanderthal man brain was like, Anna Kendrick is very pretty. Uh, which I think <laughs> I is like... I feel that way about Bill Hader. <laughs> uh, he is... Yeah, yeah he, but Bill Hader is like... Has, uh, I... Our next movie, uh... <laughs> Sleepy Time, Sleepy baby. Sleepy Time, Doctor Sleep, baby. We saw this already. We've seen it. We've seen it. We I want to see it again. What happens when you go back to the hotel? <gasps> I'd you... like to make another reservation. <laughs> <laughs> George, don't hang your Be head. Be our shame. guest. Am no, I right? no, 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 no. <laughs> Speaking of mediocre Disney movies, but yes, Doctor hey. Sleep, which is a follow-up to The Shining. Yes. Um, Ian McGregor. I've heard big mixed things from people. I haven't yeah. read. I've re- had read reviews on I, this a lot, but I've heard people be like, "Yes," and some people are like, "Fuck no." Yeah. As we'll talk about it more next episode, obviously. But as someone who loves The Shining, and I expected this movie to just mm. be a two-hour version of that one segment from Ready Player One, mm. it's not that. I enjoyed it a lot. Spoilers. Mm, cool. Excited to talk about that. Yes. Uh, Motherless, Motherless Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I don't George's even have the energy. You don't have the energy to Collateral hate. Beauty. <laughs> Collateral Beauty. I've already forgotten what this was again. This is the Edward Norton. Edward. Oh. Written and directed, starring Tourette's The movie. Strand Game of mm. the a, a motion picture produced... Written, directed, <laughs> and starring Edward Norton. What happens when very picky um, Alec actor... Baldwin? <laughs> he was busy doing oh, we, oh, Motherless Brooklyn. We were we we had the trailer going when we were recording this last time, and we were like, "This looks like shit." And then Willem Dafoe popped up, and we were like, "Oh, <laughs> never mind." <laughs> so it's got Willem Dafoe in it. That's probably the best thing I can say about it. Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> Man, dude, that by the time. <laughs> Time has already forgotten this movie existed. out like a from, week ago, right? From us recording the podcast the first time. It is gone in the it ether. <laughs> it is gone. What a... Rest I've in heard, peace to Terminator franchise forever now. It is like official. I've heard people saying that it's good. Yeah, okay. but like the the faith in the franchise has like died. Oh, it has been dead before going in. So it's yeah. like you needed to make a great movie, but like not a fine time, movie. Every time someone... A Hollywood was like, I'm gonna bring back Terminator, and it's like, this is for the fans, and the fans like go and like, no, no thank you, stop, and like this is like the third time they've done that, and I feel like the fans of that franchise are just done with it. 
And especially, and especially like I feel we were done with Genesis. Like, Are you yeah, especially with like the general populace who like likes those yeah. movies because you know Terminator Two apparently one of the best movies ever made. It's a fantastic. I've movie. never been able to watch it because it's never streaming anywhere. I'm not gonna I fucking rent have it. Have the DVD. Why would I watch a DVD? <laughs> what Such am I? The Neanderthal? Yes. Um. <laughs> what am I? A caveman? Just hit it with a stick so I can understand <laughs> what's in it. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Is that how DVDs work? That is how DVDs work. Oh, good. Okay, you know great. What? DVDs aren't that bad. You guys are just baby. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... Terminator. Terminator, a fantastic two movies. Actually, a good... A phenomenal sequel. in a good first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, don't like it. <laughs> whatever. Um, but I don't know, man. It's like... I think this was like the this was like the emergency switch on Terminator, right? Yeah. This was like there is no going back here. James Cameron, Linda Hamilton, break the glass. If this doesn't work, we're done. It didn't and work. Done. We're done. Terminator <laughs> is done. It's over. Um, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm a Terminator Three apologist. I think that movie's okay. I like it. Um, that's the one with the it's got really, Carrie that's, Russell. That's the one with the really funny. Um, no, it's got Claire Danes. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger does the commentary track, and it's apparently really bad. <laughs> oh wow, I need to watch <laughs> yeah. that then. Never mind. But, that uh, was great. <laughs> he does like the commentary track with Terminator Three, and I've heard that it's just like the most like he's saying what's happening on screen. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like in uh, this scene, uh, as you can see, uh, she uh, is making her boobs bigger, and like what woman wouldn't want that? It sounds mean, great. I, I need to watch this now. I really like your Arnold As someone who enjoys Terminator really 3, uh, and that, but recognize that movie is silly, um, I'm excited for that. That's yeah. going to be good. Terminator 3, one of the biggest, I think at the time, was probably one of the most hyped, marketed sequels to a movie ever, which is fair, because Terminator 2 is a fantastic motion picture. I think Terminator 3 is fine. Wish I could find out. Anyways, uh, Harriet. 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 Yeah. Tubman, right? Yeah. <laughs> the same Janelle Monet is in this motion picture, which uh-huh. is a movie about Harriet Tubman. Uh, and we talked about it last time that it's very difficult to take a... I think telling... Obviously, retelling the stories of revolutionaries during the slave trade and just the stories of people who went through that is unbelievably important and makes great stories. But at the same time, it's hard to take it at face value because it is very easy for people who make movies and who are in the business of movies to market it and create it in a way that very much serves their, I don't fucking know. It's like like good karma points. Good karma points, Oscar points. Yeah. Uh, Which is, I feel like like what we said last time. I feel like every year there's like the, you know, um, slave, you know, slave or some, it's like, or or not, or a movie about the Holocaust or X, some, some bad times in, you know, our history, but we're not willing to say bad things that are happening currently because that's too hot. So So, it has to be, yeah. I guess the idea is like an allegorical sense of like, remember how bad things were now? What if it was just as bad? But yeah, I see trailers for this, and I just don't feel and that's a shame. A, a sense that like the people are making it like are genuine about it. I'm and sure Janelle Monae is for sure. Genuine. Oh no, I yeah. I definitely feel that, but I just feel like the studio was like, 
uh, there hasn't been like a Harriet Tubman movie in a while. Well, that'll be that'll be cool. And the thing is, it looks fine. It's just some dumb, cynical part of me is like, uh, um, and I want to watch it. Uh, but I love Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. I'm not sure how to say her name, but the one playing Harriet Tubman, she's great. I think I just need to turn it on. I just need to turn it on at some point. But I feel like I think it's the trailer. Sometimes it's just like I yeah, don't know. I don't know. It, it hits the same beats as like similar similar movies in that vein of like the this important person in history and what they do. Is your name one in Cats, or am I making that up? I don't think so. I think everyone is in Cats. That's true. No, Jason Derulo's, yes, everyone oh, is. Yeah. Jason Derulo's yeah, somewhere in Jason Cats. Derulo got in. So yes, everybody is <laughs> in The door Cats. was open, it was just who was available that day. It's Jason Derulo. But yeah, I actually haven't even read any reviews for Harriet, so I'm not even sure what the critical reception for it was. Yeah, I haven't. So I maybe I'll look into that, and maybe I'll watch it later, because... Nice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Marriage Story. Have you ever heard of Adam Driver? Ooh. Mm. Heard of? I um, love him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver. Uh, he's great. I don't know what this movie's actually about. I don't, even, I don't really know either, guys. honestly. I just hear. Is this? I hope this is a Revolutionary Road. What? <laughs> oh, the Revolutionary Road, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet movie, where they're like a married couple. It was like. Oh. It's very. Oh. Oh. Uh, hey, apparently a good movie. Okay. Um, uh, marriage story this um i think this was a tiff thing and it got really uh big reviews um it's showing in theaters in november and then in, netflix, De- right? in december it's gonna hit netflix in early december so that's probably where we'll see it uh, a stage director and his actor wife struggle through ah, a yes. grueling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes that sounds great yeah exactly that sounds like a good movie it sounds like a good time it <laughs> sounds like a fun feel-good happy <laughs> Starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I'm gonna be Hell laughing yeah. the whole time. Sad Adam Driver. Oh, sad Adam Driver. This, maybe this is like Revolutionary Road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm very interested in yes. Marriage Story. Yes. Man, I'm just gonna say, watch Revolutionary Road, folks. That's a that's a fucking movie. That's the blue. That's got blue Valentine energy. Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so again, I saw that movie again. I say this every time. I thought that movie was a straight up romance movie, and I wanted well, to feel good. That's, that's how, how they advertise yes. it. They'll like put it in like when Walmart has their end caps of Valentine's, Valentine's Day movies, and they'll put it in a happy heart. Box yeah, here's like, fucking. Oh. Is it? Is it? It's Ryan Gosling and. Oh, it's, it's someone is it I should Michelle know. Williams, probably. She's know. sad. Like, Blue, here they are Blue kissing. Valentine, Blue Valentine yeah. was Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Woo! Yeah. Revolutionary <laughs> that is Road, not that movie. I guess, was Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Kate, Kate Winslet. And apparently was... Michael Shannon's in it? Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah. it's Kate Winslet's husband is directing oh. it. Uh, it is a fucking David wild ride of... Kathy Bates. Whoa! Kazan. Whoa! Whoa! What I it really was, story. yeah. Revolution. I think that movie was a disappointment because it had so much like the Titanic. People are here. That's a good ass sad movie. That's what I'll just say. Anyways, Titanic? moving on. But Revolution Road, a better movie than Titanic. But anyways, last Christmas. Ah yes, Christmas is back, baby. Last Christmas. And this is finally the last one. <laughs> This, this movie is, looks fine. This is the TikTok movie, right? This is the TikTok movie. Oh, 
this sucks. movie looks fucking stupid. This movie looks fine. <laughs> when was the last time there was like a good Christmas movie? Oh yeah. Harry, uh, don't say Krampus. Don't say Scrooge again. Yeah, Krampus. I think don't is what Krampus. we talked about. But last that's a very time. us. Like I don't think the it's world Christmas, is like. And it's I know. Good. Christmas with the cranks is the last good Ugh. Christmas no. movie. Uh, last no. Christmas, forty-seven uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what? I don't like Paul Feig. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, this is also a Paul Feig thing. I don't like him. I highly recommend watching A Simple Favor. This is from the jolly mind of Paul (laughs) Feig. Oh, God. Hot take. Carrie doesn't like Paul Feig. Sorry. Who's the actress uh, who's not... Clark. No, who's not Anna Kendrick in A Simple Favor? Uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively fantastic looks in a simple favor that was the only reason i was gonna watch it to watch it all see all those blazers if you enjoy watching good actress anna kendrick and blake lively who also look extremely good i recommend a simple favor who also has the co-star of that movie in this last christmas movie i forget his name every single time but he's very handsome from a crazy rich asians i just had it up and i yeah you swiped it away i'm sorry it's fine (laughs) Honey Boy, very excited for this one. I am so excited. This is the, I don't know what to call it. It's not really a... Shia LaBeouf autobiographical. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not directed, but he wrote and starred. He wrote it, and he's starring as his father. Yes. And it looks great. It looks very good. And we're all, all three of us are big Shia LaBeouf fans. Mm. All three of us. Eagle Eye. Fantastic (laughs) movie. I cannot believe I pulled Eagle Eye. Disturbia, so great. Again, big movie. It's weird to think that those were huge fucking movies at the time, man. What movies? Uh, uh, I can't think of another Shia LaBeouf movie. That was enough. My brain couldn't pull anymore. Transformers. That doesn't count. That's not a movie. (laughs) Holes. Holes is a great movie. Oh my god, fucking Holes, god damn it. Excuse me? (laughs) I'm gonna be more pissed if you talk shit on Holes than when you talk shit on The Lighthouse. Guy LaBeouf, he will not divide this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember the part? Yes, he will not divide us. Do you you remember in Holes when Sigourney Weaver is painting her fingernails with rattlesnake venom? And then she's like, don't worry, it's completely harmless when it's dry. And then she scratches the shit out of that guy's face. That was very formative in my youth. Yeah, holes. I'm not getting a lot of reactions holes, on the couch here, guys. Hole, you know, holes, I'm putting myself out there. Holes was a movie I think I watched twice, like, at school on, like, a movie day. Where, like, we all watched a movie and it was holes. Okay, so we'll get into the, the holes thing for me is that... Everyone has this fucking connection with this movie, and I don't, and I don't understand it. I've seen it once. What the fuck? So. George, I'm not, like, defending Holes right now. I want you to make that clear. I've seen it twice at school, and I, even then I was like, I've seen it once. Why do people like Holes? After people. Fuck. (laughs) I need to quit this podcast. Holes is so good. I'm not saying I hate Holes. Start your Holes podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Holes. It's me, Carrie, living Hole. (laughs) <laughs> oh man Ford versus Ferrari Christian uh, Christ- the bullet in my head now God. Christian Bale a British actor who has a horrible British accent <laughs> because I think he's been trained he's been living such a double life of this American Christian Bale accent that I think he forgot <laughs> that has to be it I, mean, I think somewhere between like losing 80 pounds and gaining 6,000 pounds and then losing <laughs> losing all the weight and gaining up later for another role yeah. he's made him 
go crazy. His think... brain is melting. This movie looks good. No, it doesn't. This movie looks so stupid. Just because you don't like cars, I don't. Man. I don't. I don't only not like cars. I actively dislike them. In and every I get it that there life. is an OK Boomer aura from this movie. <laughs> I also don't really like Matt Damon. That's also true. I don't know. I like. You see, maybe if he was driving like a Hot Wheel. Because he's small. <laughs> I like dumb business <laughs> intrigue stories. Uh, but like the title of this movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. That I agree. It is the dawn very... of who gives a shit. I don't care. It's oh not a God. very. It's not a very compelling. The last title. the last couple of days at my work, uh, small story. Uh, we usually listen. I don't even know what radio station we usually listen to. It's like a one random variety station, and they have switched over to Christmas music, so we can't listen to that station anymore. Mm. And uh, so we've been listening to the one oh nine, the keg, the the dude <laughs> station. The fucking host of that station is so goddamn annoying. Yes, the last three days he's mentioned Ford versus Ferrari every fucking day, and he's like, "Man, I can't wait to see that with my son. I hope that movie's gonna be good." And I'm like, "Shut up!" I hate you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, the man. St- are you thinking about the man up station or the keg? Because there's two. The, the keg isn't like man up, but there is another station in our local area where they're most the man. No, station. yeah, it's not the it's not the one that plays those annoying ads where it's like uh, Abraham Lincoln wouldn't have gotten shot in the head if he ate more bacon. My wife was like, "Give me some tampons," and I'm like, "You mean Windex?" <laughs> I don't know what that is because I'm a goddamn man. Yeah, am I, I right? I, let's I, play Lincoln Park for men. <laughs> God, I hate. It. So yeah, those so state, both these stations are really bad. But yeah. yeah, it's just this fucking host is so annoying. And the first day we listened to it, he talked about his wife and his dog and his truck and Ford versus Ferrari in the span of like ten minutes. And I was like, "What the?" Fine, I will be the lone Ford vs. Ferrari correspondent. Good. Charlie's Angels, another movie we've uh, seen but we cannot up. speak on. Hands together. Guys, I think this is it. This is the movie. <laughs> I know we're right. spoiling the next next month's podcast, but I think we'll exclusively be talking about Charlie's Angels 2019. Uh, you gotta let George talk about Ford vs. Ferrari for That's a That's true. <laughs> All right, George, how's Ford vs. Ferrari? Well, I thought it was all right. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Waves is another motion picture. Uh, this is... It comes at night, guy, right. Yeah, Trey Edward yes. Schultz. It's his new film. And it looks like a family drama type thing, and I've heard incredible things Yes, I've it. heard very good things. It is an A24 motion picture, correct? Yes, yes um, I believe so. Uh, it's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really know much about this. I just and, and I'm okay with that. It's got the girl from the one girl from Brigsby Bear in it. The one who he's like, I'm sorry, but I can't marry you. And she's like, Oh yeah, totally cool, dude. Oh yeah, that girl. <laughs> um, she's great. Yeah. So yeah, Waves. it'll probably be good. Frozen two. Let's snow, baby. Ugh. <laughs> Listen here, okay. Just because Frozen is not the best movie doesn't mean they can't make frozen 2 a good movie yeah That's but like true. the thing is like it's gonna be they've been working on this film for like eight years it feels like and it's gonna be a generic like basic ass sequel right i don't know it has been about eight years on the money know. yeah there it does the, the those like teaser trailers look wild they so look they look it like does it's, look it's wild. trying to be like more of like an adventurous epic yeah. kind of and thing. i think there but, was a large rock golem in the most recent trailer, so well, there that's were golems interesting. And there was yeah, there were the troll. I'll say trolls. trolls. Again, there every was the time big snow golem. I feel like Ryan has done this multiple times in the history yeah. of this podcast. Like, remember the trolls from Frozen? And people were like, "Don't what? worry about it." 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Frozen 2, like, I don't know. I, so what does Disney Animated Studios put out in the time of Frozen? Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, the Wreck-It Ralph stuff. Uh, Zootopia uh, was Zootopia, one. Zootopia. Um, uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah. There's probably one I'm missing. Moana? No, yeah, Moana. Moana, that's right. So I think their last one was Wreck It Ralph. So I think honestly, it's weird that yeah, I don't know if that this this team has been have they just been like the whole studio's kind of working on Frozen two, but they rotate or like what I don't know. Adina Menzel. They definitely weren't working on the script for this long. Uncut Diamonds and Adina oh, Menzel. Oh yeah, I found out that Adina Menzel well, is the lady in Uncut Gems last yeah. time, and I was very surprised because I see that lady in the trailer and I it didn't register yeah, that it was Adina Menzel, and you told me, and that blew my mind. Yeah, uh, that moment lost to the ether. Yep, that's the only reason I mentioned Adina Menzel's in Uncut Gems. Uh, Twenty One Bridges is finally coming out. Finally. No, it's not. No, it's not. I. Guarantee you it's gonna get delayed again. I <laughs> no, I need to see it no, from the new the new film from the guys who brought me Avengers Endgame, my favorite movie. That movie feels like it came out five years ago, <laughs> by the way. Um, I never want to watch that movie again. Nope, not. I'll watch the so Thor. I'll watch the Thor. Some would say it's one of the most surprising movies of 2019. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, I, I was surprised that I wasn't bored the entire I guess time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, anyway, 21, 21 bridges. bridges. This movie has been in like cop shuts down all 21 bridges of New York City. All 21? Uh, I, I, I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a cop. His dad was a cop. His dad this died. Guy kills in cops. Duty, and he hates cop killers because I. Because they kill cops. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And J.K. Simmons is like, you can't close all these 21 bridges. Hey, open this bridge. <laughs> no, my dad was a cop and he's dead. And it's like, what? Why? <laughs> Cut to me in my customer service job. Like, you killed a customer service representative. I'm going to talk to you and we're going to talk about why you will not be getting free shipping on your delivery. <laughs> your ottoman is delayed. No. Uh, yeah, I, I have no interest in seeing no, that. No, but I'm putting money that it's not coming you out. You know what? Month. I think in uh, the first time it was coming out, you know, July of this year, I was also not going to see no, it. No, yeah, no. And then it was going to come out in September. I then was not going to see it. Uh huh. Uh-huh, and now uh-huh. it's November. I think I'm not going to see it. I'll be honest, you guys. <laughs> uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Remember that better Mr. Rogers movie? What if we made it more Oscar baity? And put Tom Hanks in. See, this is the documentary to biopic shift that we've been hoping for. Because mm. we had the document, the, the Won't That's You Be true. My Neighbor documentary. And now, finally, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Mm. Exactly what I've always wanted. Yes. Tom Hanks, American hero. <laughs> he landed that plane. I should probably see Will You Be My Neighbor. Do you think... Do you think... After he landed that plane, he moved to that neighborhood and said, I legitimately forgot about Sully. I was like, what movie are you talking about? You're on this podcast and you forgot about Sully, a movie I still haven't seen? I bought it. (laughs) I haven't watched it. Good. Uh, Quick story. On New Year's Eve, we were uh, drunk. And we went to a grocery store, and my Sully? friend, my friend Matt, put Sully in my hands because they had a, like a spinny DVD rack of like clearance DVDs, and he put it in my hands, and I was like, eh. and then I forgot I was holding it, and then I bought it. 
Usually when people like hand someone something they forget about, they walk out of the store with it. You purchased I per- it. I put it on the thing and I was like, oh, well, oh, it's too well. late now. <laughs> In the bag it goes. Uh, okay. Queen and Slim, Daniel Kaluuya. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of cop killers, Daniel Kaluuya is a cop uh, killer. Oh, man. Tell that... Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> he's going to come to be like, dude, I'm closing all these bridges. <laughs> uh, this movie looks pretty good. Yes. Queen Slim. I don't know the name of the actress who is also yeah, the sure. star in this movie. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Kaluuya and friend uh, go on a run because he uh, they kill a cop. Uh, accidentally? Yeah. I yeah, accidentally. So. Yeah. And yeah, that's the movie. Looks Stuff good. happens. I said this before, but like, I love David Kaluuya, but everything I've seen of him recently, I've just we been talked like, about this last I've, time. I've yeah, been like, uh, like actually, I I know you disagree with me, but I did not care for his character. Oh in yeah, Widows. we talked about Widows. I felt like it was too like cartoon <laughs> I, villainy, I, evil. I don't know. He was pretty intimidating when he was beating up that wheelchair bound man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if anyone beats up a wheelchair-bound man, that seems intimidating because it's, you know, that. Yeah, I did. Um, We didn't talk about that scene, but I cited the scene from Widows where he is in the basketball court with that group of group of dudes, and he tells them. I don't remember what the circumstance was, but the two dudes like fucked up or they screwed up something, and uh, he told them to start rapping, and then he they they start uh, one of them starts beatboxing, the other one starts rapping, and he's just staring at them very intensely. pretty pretty spooky and then he shoots one of them it's like whoa he was not great in black panther no was he in us no, no. okay um but yeah i don't know what else i saw that wasn't a big fan but yeah queen slim looks pretty cool yes. uh knives out <gasps> carrie's most anticipated oh, movie of the oh, year oh my oh oh well, actually you've had a lot of anticipated no, movies this I, year yeah and they've all worked out pretty well <laughs> except midsummer but you know that's fine i don't care yeah that's fine <laughs> but oh I don't remember if I have talked about this besides the episode that's lost to time, but I, the first time this trailer premiered on Twitter, I watched it and got so excited that I cried and then watched it like five more times and texted everyone. And I was like, look at this, oh my God. I'm so excited for this movie. And we also mentioned that the second trailer is not as good. Oh yeah, I talked about <laughs> how I don't like the second trailer as much because it's not as bombastic and rhythmic and loud yeah. and it doesn't yeah. please my, my monkey brain. Yes. Uh, and I said that seeing that second trailer repeatedly at the Alamo Draft House has made me less excited for this motion picture. But, uh, you know. What about Tony Collette playing Gwyneth Paltrow? It's gonna be so funny. Mm. I'm excited for her to talk about, what are those things called, those eggs things? Oh, the jade eggs. Jade eggs! <laughs> oh, yeah, because I saw, like, a Facebook ad where she was, it was her character promoting her company. Because I, I saw when Ryan Johnson tweeted out all the character posters, it was like, Tony Collette, life guru or something. And I was like, oh my god, she's gonna be Gwyneth Paltrowing it up. And then in that trailer, she's like, try flam. And I'm like, oh my, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Ryan have a running joke where it's like, they're gonna try and convince us that Michael Shannon didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, as soon as, like, you show up, you're like, oh, right, yeah, yeah he, he did, did it. it. <laughs> you think, I killed my father! Me! I will find him! <laughs> I will kill him! I mean, uh... uh. <laughs> but, yeah. Knives out. My, and then my other theory oh, is... Your other my, other, my other theory <laughs> is that um, in, in the first trailer, um, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig 
Um, he's like, I suspect foul play. I would think that he says that like, like halfway through the movie, after like the second body has shown up. <laughs> sure, it's who's... very clear that people are being murdered, and it has been for most of the time. It's like, I think there might be something foul. else. <laughs> I think something's going. You know, I might be a you know a detective, but <laughs> tell me that there's some foul play. Foul I play. love the way he says that. It's like so it's so it's so like extra, it and I love extra. it. I can't wait for this extra ass movie. I can't wait. This comes out on like Thanksgiving, and I'm it so excited for us to all We're going not, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can't wait for us to all abandon our families. To Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Knives uh, out is more important. Michael Shannon is my dad. <laughs> Uh, that is November coming up. Uh, some good stuff. Some good stuff uh, as we wind down the year, and I guess at a certain point, (laughs) the movies that are going to be the forerunners for Oscars will find out. Oh boy! Already came came out this month, George. It's not gonna happen. But what if Lighthouse gets nominated for Oscars? I don't think it's not gonna happen. But what if it does? Remember how bad of a year for? I am going to tell myself it will. Yeah. I'm going to. Remember how fucking shit the you know Oscars how bad? Were? Know. Very <laughs> bad. Good Lord. Rami Malek. Again, we said it, it was like a karmic balance for the Shape of Water winning motion I, picture of the I year, Guillermo del Toro winning on director I of the think, year. I think Willem Dafoe might be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That'd be fucking dope. I would love that. I think well, they, he for Motherless Brooklyn. He's been nominated the last two years because yeah. he was I nominated for I, the Florida Project and last year for uh, At Eternity's Gate. Yeah. So, I mean... I think they both should be nominated personally because I think they both did stellar performances. But yeah. I think if any of them, I think Hollywood would be like, we could give one to Robert Pattinson. Film. Yeah, I can't imagine. That, but like, Shape of Water won Best Picture That's true. still. Yeah, but Shape of Water is also like very movies. They are, kind of yeah, Guillermo yeah. is like very much playing in their wheelhouse yeah. and like coloring. And it's like, remember, old the sky is not supposed to be purple, yeah, 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 yeah. but he's all like, I don't fucking That's care. That's uh, insane. But uh, I can't imagine all the ancient ass fucking Academy members sitting at their house and watching The Lighthouse and being like, Carrie, remember yes. when we saw The Lighthouse the first time and the world's oldest man walked in? <laughs> Someone who clearly was also a wiki in 1980. Willem Dafoe in old man disguise came into our like, I really want to know what that guy thought of that movie. I think he loved it. The guy who I was sitting right next to fell asleep at least five times. <laughs> did I fall asleep during that movie? Yeah, you yes, did. I did. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, you missed my favorite part of the movie when you fell the asleep. The whole movie? Yeah, you missed the whole movie. No. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, um, how do we, real quick, we'll kick aside. How do we feel about the year of movies in 2019? It's been good. I've, yeah. I've had a, there's been some good ones. I think it's just me that's been a weird year for Because, like, Lighthouse, in my opinion, uh, you know, great. Uh, mm-hmm. then we got Parasite. Holy shit. Uh, it Chapter Two, Booksmart, is something that see Booksmart's the one, the you're, big you're, thing. You're you're not big on. Um, you both you both really love her smell. Oh my god, I like incredible. it a lot. I'm not like big on it like you That's guys. That's my favorite of the year. So um, far. let me think here. Uh, we saw like the art, the art of self defense was oh, very good. good. Love that. Uh, the Joker. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so you can find this podcast. Uh, guys, come on. Uh, Ryan, if people want to find you and tell you about the Joker is a great movie, uh, at Mr. Pitt Official on the Twitter. Hold on, let me pull it up. And, um, and on Letterboxd, I'm at Film Piece. 
uh, please tell me what you think about uh, my top 30 films of the decade. Yes. Um, is Personal Shopper number one? Fucking of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you think I am? <laughs> uh, Gary, where can folks find you? Uh, if you wanted to find me on Twitter, you could find me at K-A-R underscore E-Lyles, L-Y-L-E-S. Or if you wanted to find me on Letterboxd, you could just search my first name, Carrie, spelled K-A-R-R-I-E. Check out that SEO. Um, and you can find me at jcruzoliver26 on Twitter. I do not use my letterbox. Still, you, you have only seen Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> A fantastic movie. Best old movie of 2019, The Dark Knight Rises. Gary, why wasn't Dark Knight Rises your best movie of the decade, actually? Uh, you know, if there were 51 spots on the list, you know, it would have been right there. That's the same thing I told Greg when he was like, uh, Joker's not on this. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoy the show you know let someone know or rate and review the show on itunes it's much appreciated thank you for taking the time to listen to this uh we love you yes i'm not ready to say that oh we Uh, like you a lot yeah um but yeah i'm excited to start wrapping up the end of the year i feel like december might be a light month actually in terms of what we are watching oh yeah we're going to have the one day where we're going to watch Star Wars and Cats the same day, so that's going to be a good one. <laughs> I, I am trying to decide not to not to launch into a discussion as we're trying to wrap up, but should I, I I've never seen Cats, should I watch it before we go to the no. movie? No. <laughs> I think you should watch the musical. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, has there ever been another movie adaptation? Well, actually, you're right, the I movie, so. I think the, the was it theatrical? I think the I think it's you'll just, see is like, I think it's just like a recording of the Yeah, yeah you're right. So, so that's the thing, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It, I've heard people try and describe the story of Cats to me, and it sounds fucking ridiculous. So the thing with, okay, man, we are getting into the tangent. <laughs> so the thing, the way I've read people who enjoy musicals and who study musicals and who are fans of musicals, it is like if they decided to make a movie adaptation of something like a death stranding where <laughs> by that i mean like it is a text it is a piece of text that you can't take it as in a vacuum like you have to understand the, like right. what again cats very much knows what it is and yeah. what it is going for it, you cannot take it at its face value and if you are taking it at its face value you have been played you have been carnied <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yeah. So that's the thing I find interesting about. So I kind I kind of do actually want to see the musical because I feel like the things that people are worried about the movie is like this could take it on its face value. Um, and it's really annoying that the people who are like, look at this dumb fucking cat movie is like, yeah, no fucking shit. We all know it's a dumb fucking cat movie. Um, I don't know. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Um, we will see you on the next episode, whenever the fuck that may be now. Maybe we'll lose that one three times. Maybe I'll lose this one again. I don't know. <laughs> if we lose t- this one again, we're going to just yeah. not record it. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just lock right in the microphone and like, talk about Zombieland again. <laughs> no! <laughs> talk about Batman versus Superman again. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so until the next time, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.